We're talking about our top five all-time villains in video games. Let's jump into it. Hey guys, before we get into this list here, uh, since Jeff is gone this week, we're actually doing a pre-recorded episode, so I wanted to, uh, before we get into all this, kind of go through some of the bigger topics for the week and uh, just talk about them super briefly because it's just me here today. So uh, the first big thing that we had this week was uh, PlayStation 5 first details uh, were kind of released. Um Nothing too exciting here, but basically what we have is uh, the console will not release this year, which, no surprise. Uh, backwards compatibility with PS4 games, um, again, we've kind of already knew that. Supports up to 8K, which is awesome. Uh, the CPU based on AMD Ryzen, uh, custom GPU based on AMD Radeon Navi, and ray tracing support. Uh, which fantastic looks like it's going to be great. Uh, we have uh, solid state drives, uh, so everything should load. I think they set up to 15 times faster, um, which is incredible. Uh, it will support the existing PlayStation VR, which is something that was a, a big concern for a while there. Um, and it will have a disk drive, which is also something that, I mean, for for collectors like myself and Jeff, um, that that's that's huge. We like to have those physical copies of the games. Um, so yeah, nothing nothing too exciting here, but um, pretty much confirms what we were speculating. Uh, the next big thing that we have is GameStop. GameStop, sorry, is launching a guaranteed to love it program. Uh, if you return the game within 48 hours of the game's launch, you get your money back in the form of trade-in credit. Um, so if you bought a $59.99 game, you know, a standard AAA title, uh, you will actually get that back, but it will be in GameStop credit. Um, the first game that this is going to apply to will be Days Gone. Uh, I'm not sure how they feel about being the poster child for this program, but that's where we're at. Um, this is, this is a neat program, I guess. It, it seems kind of like a last-ditch effort to stay somewhat relevant in uh, in this time where GameStop is very much struggling. Uh, the The fact that you can at least get something back is worthwhile. Um, but yeah, it's it's something that I'm surprised didn't exist long before now. Uh, next thing we have is Microsoft Xbox um, Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, this is something that was previously rumored, but is now actually confirmed and talked about. Uh, this is going to be $15 a month for Gold Plus Game Pass. Uh, this is the same price as if you were to buy 12 months of Gold or, and 12 months of Game Pass at normal price. Uh, all in one shot, not monthly. Uh, this is mainly just some clean repackaging to try to get more people into Game Pass. Uh, it is, however, cheaper than paying for both services separately month by month. So if you were one of those people that was buying you know, a, a month of gold and a month of Game Pass at a time and weren't getting good sales on it or anything like that, uh, this would be 
cheaper, but uh, it, it's pretty much the same price as if you were to just get a year and a year all in one, a year of gold and a year of Game Pass all in one shot. Um, seems like a pretty cool thing. Just ultimately, it's a repackaging to try to get more people into Game Pass uh, that that weren't involved into it because. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, when you're looking at paying um, a little bit more per month for Game Pass on top of just Xbox Gold, I mean, most people are going to jump on that, and that that's really what they're going for here. Uh, the Xbox One S All Digital Edition, um, which was also something that was previously rumored, is now a an official thing. It has been announced. Uh, this is literally an Xbox One S with the disk drive taken out. Um, nothing nothing ex- exciting here at all. Same specs, same everything. From what I understand, it still has a eject button on, on the internals. I mean, it's been removed externally, but um, that's, that's as simple as a, a simple plate. Uh, no disk drive, so it makes it cheaper for them to make, and they can get it to the the consumers for a little bit cheaper uh this console will come bundled with minecraft forza horizon 3 and sea of thieves uh this uh, or this console is available for pre-order now with a price tag of 249.99 so this is only 50 dollars less than what a standard xbox one s is going for at uh full price um and it will actually release on May 7th. This is kind of something that I get what they're going for, but I feel like it would have done a lot better at a much cheaper price point, you know, around $200 even. I I feel like $50 for no disk drive is really not worth it, especially when half the time you can find better deals on games in the physical format um so if you aren't entirely opposed to it i mean i think that's the way to go but i everybody has their own preference on that um it's just i feel like it's a little late in the cycle to be trying to do this we're we're probably a little over a year out from seeing your your next console generation the xbox 2 or whatever the hell it's going to be called so if it feels a little too late at this point, but especially at the price point of 250, it's just kind of meh. It does come with three games, but Forza Horizon 3's a little outdated at this point, just because for or Forza Horizon 4 has been out since August, I believe. Um, and then Sea of Thieves and Minecraft, yeah, it's there. Uh, the the very last thing that I wanted to make sure we got into this list. Um, just like I said, this is all just kind of the bigger things that came out this week. There was some smaller stuff that we'd normally cover in a week, but seeing as how Jeff was out of town for business, it just wasn't going to work out with the time difference. And uh, so the the very last thing I wanted to cover was the uh, new update to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, this is update 3.0, and it actually dropped on April 17th. So little little out of date at this point, but if you haven't heard, now you're going to hear. Uh, this adds Joker from Persona 5 into the game as the first of five characters in the Fighter Pass. 
um, and Fighter Pass 1, sorry, because they kind of left that open for adding more fighters and a new Fighter Pass after this one. But uh, the Joker will bring with him his Memento stage, 11 tracks, a classic route for classic mode, basically just Joker's classic mode is all it is. Uh, Persona Spirits and these perspo- or Persona Spirits will actually come on their own DLC spirit board. So seems like going forward all of the uh spirits that come with these new fighters that you purchase will actually be in their own separate spirit board uh that way they don't have to do anything goofy with you know having dlc characters and whether you have access to them and things like that um and so you right now you can actually purchase joker for 599 um if you just want joker but if you want the fighter pass it is available for 2499 um Pretty pretty standard stuff. You get like four or five dollars off, or I guess it's uh, five dollars off if you were to purchase the fighters pass. Uh, so almost one character for free, but not quite. Uh, they will also be offering DLC me costumes. So the the me fighters costumes that uh, are releasing alongside this DLC, is, or sorry, alongside the. Uh, uh, Joker being added into the game, the first fighter, uh, they will be available for 75 cents a piece. Uh, this includes Morgana hat from Persona 5, you, uh, which is a sword fighter me costume from a character from Persona 4, uh, Makoto sword fighter me costume from Persona 3, um, a Teddy hat which is from Persona 5, uh, Tails Gunner me costume from Sonic, and a Knuckles Brawler me costume also from Sonic. So, uh, I mean, if, if you use the me fighters, this is cool. I personally really, really don't care about the me fighters, but that's just me. Uh, something that they did add in this um, that I I am extremely excited about, aside from Joker, because I cannot wait to play as Joker, Um is a stage builder builder mode. Uh, this is really, really cool. It looks very fleshed out. Uh, it allows you to not only create, um, create these stages just for your use. You can actually share them online. You can also go and download other people's stages from online. Just a really, really, uh, awesome looking stage builder. Um, and it looks like it is extremely fleshed out and it should be fantastic i have not gotten to try it yet it is already out by the time i'm recording this but uh hopefully this weekend i'll be able to try it uh with a little bit of a long weekend in here uh they are also adding a video editor uh which has the ability to share directly from the game so you can go in edit your videos uh create a a a nice highlight reel if you want to and then you know send it to your buddy bragging to him or whatever you want to do you know post it on twitter YouTube, whatever you want to do with it, um, save some time, makes it a little easier, uh, which is awesome, I mean, I'm, I'm all for that, um, you can download me setups, so it looks like people can go in and create their own me setups, you know, this item, this item, and, uh, this costume, and different, different layouts for these me characters, and you can go and download them, uh, you can upload your own, uh, and they are also adding Smash World to the Switch Online app. Uh, this this will include voice chat. Uh, you can go in and manage your spirit teams, which is seems kind of, kind of pointless because it really doesn't take that long to do it in game. But hey, if you're 
really want to get into it, you can. Um, you can watch videos of other players' fights and even search for videos of certain fighters. Uh, so this would be kind of used if you wanted to brush up on some skills and learn some tricks to certain characters. This is, I mean, it, it is what it is. The, the Nintendo Switch app is really not my favorite. I really wish they could have done something a little better with it, and hopefully in the future they will. But uh, using an app to talk to people uh, when you're already playing an online game seems a little redundant, but that's Nintendo for you, right? Uh, but that's all the news that I have, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy the list. What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 63 of Diggity Podcast. I'm Jeff James. As always with me is the creator of National Titanic Remembrance Day, the luscious Brody Faults. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, buddy. How about yourself? I'm doing great. You know that? That's actually real. April 15th, National Titanic Remembrance Day. Um. All right. It is real. Never forget. I it's guess. Legit. Right. Yeah. Um. I think East Coast <laughs> celebrates that, and the West Coast celebrates National Glazed Spiral Ham Day, and then Alaska celebrates hmm. National Take a Wild Guest Day. <laughs> I like that. So, <laughs> just take a take a, take wild, a wild guess, guess buddy. Hey. Um. Also, take a wild guess on this. Follow us. On Instagram and Twitter, I dig your podcast. That made no sense, but whatever, you should do it. Uh, <laughs> you can see some awesome photos, awesome news, and know when the podcasts are going up, both on our Instagram and our Twitter. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Holy, I almost forgot that line. Uh, username is Diggity, D-I-G-G-I-T-Y. We've got the bright green logo with the black joystick on it. You can't miss it. Can't forget it. Some would say it almost looks like the Spotify logo. Legally, I say no. Uh, subscribe to the audio version of our podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, or wherever you listen. We are pretty much everywhere except for TuneIn. we got a problem with them. We don't. They just I don't know what's going on with them. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download and free 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com. That's D-I-G-G-I-T-Y. Get access to a ton of titles and books that read to you. What? Books that read to you. Man, does it get any better than that? It probably does, but it doesn't get free. So head on over to audibletrial.com slash diggity for your free audiobook download and free 30-day free trial. And with that, my friend, um, why don't we just kind of jump into uh, um, what we are... Well, first of all, there's no diggity deals this episode because this is actually a pre-recorded episode. What? No way. Yes. Um, Because right now, Jeff in the future is in Phoenix. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, was like, what? I didn't know what you wanted from me. I don't know. What... Uh, I just, I just yeah. ran through everything. Future Jeff. Quick. My bad, dude. Um, <laughs> this is past Jeff. Um, yeah, this is past future Jeff. Jeff is future Jeff. unavailable at the moment. Right now, future Jeff, you are probably on your way back from Detroit Airport. There you go. Yeah. Um, there, there you have. Yeah, so no dignity deals. Um, but uh, I guess... Kind of, I'm gonna bring. I've been playing Tetris 99 a little bit. Um, played a little bit of Overwatch as well today, um, and just kind of like picked those games up. I don't know, something just came to me. I'm like, I gotta play a little bit of Tetris 99 again. I'd put it down for a little while, but uh, that event was going on. I know I'm not gonna win it, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I know damn well I'm not gonna win it. But I've been, I've been ripping that yeah. a bit. What about you? Uh, I played some Tetris actually today, um, and then I have been hitting the Division Two really hard. I am absolutely still enjoying everything about that game. Uh, And I actually picked up a game on sale on the Nintendo store that uh, my oldest son pointed out to me. And it's called Splitter Critters. 
and it was 99 cents and I picked it up it was normally ten dollars and it's a, a game where you actually split the screen like uh, on one side and you can move the screen and you, it's a puzzle game hmm. essentially is what it is you have to get the the these little alien looking creatures from point a to point b and it's actually a really good game I've actually been enjoying it a lot but damn if you like puzzle games worth a worth a, a look I just wanted to return an awkward silence moment to you. <laughs> I had to do it. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Um, so this episode, uh, we're focusing on our top five um, favorite, I guess, kind of villains of all time in video games, right? Like ones that we've played against and ones that we found intriguing or that we thought were assholes enough to make it into like, a, hey, that's kind of, you know, that's smart what they did there. I hate him so much. Or perhaps we just find them goofy. Some of mine I find a little bit goofy. Um, and then there's one in here that like I fucking hate terribly. Terribly. Not from the difficulty, just like they did such a good job with the story that I hate him so much. It's terrible. Um, but let's start with uh, number five. Brody, do you want to start? Because I've been talking for way too long. Yeah, I'll start. Uh, my number five is Giovanni slash Team Rocket. Oh, my from, God. Uh, red and blue. <laughs> Hell, yeah. Uh, not necessarily a great villain, but a memorable one uh, nonetheless. Team Rocket has a tendency to fuck up everything they do. Uh, <laughs> so how they even got to the size that they are by the time you're playing through Red and Blue and then get completely undermined by a child with uh, with some Pokemon, uh, it, it's incredible. A child and, with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah with, with Ryan Reynolds. A child with Ryan Reynolds. It's, never, it's no longer Pikachu, it's just Ryan Reynolds now. Yeah, it's just Ryan Reynolds, uh, PG Deadpool, or sorry, PG thirteen Deadpool. Uh, yeah, it, they're just a character, a uh, a villain. I guess Giovanni as the main villain, uh, just someone that obviously is very nostalgic to me and somebody I I remember a lot from growing up, and uh, I thought he at least deserved to make the list. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, my number five is Doctor Robotnik. Um, the reason for this, I think he's absolutely ridiculous. Um, just <laughs> one, his body shape is disturbing as all hell, uh, to me. Oh yeah. Um, but also to it, I mean, I guess it's a stupidity level, uh, that you, you point out in, in team rocket. Uh, I enjoy that in him, uh, for Sonic. Um, also I like how he like tries to make, I don't know. I feel like in terms of villains, he, he's kind of unique where he tried to make like, you know, robots and different you know, mechs and shit like that to take down Sonic rather than like, um, you know, trying to use his own force similar to that of like a Bowser. You know what I mean? Like he, he tries to yeah. invent different things to take down Sonic. Um, and I'm not the biggest Sonic fan, but I'm actually a, a fan of Dr. Robotnik. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, he's a unique character, kind of neat. And I don't like, I was thinking about this like when we were building the list and that's like, is there any, there, obviously there's, there's villains um, in the past like, I don't know, like five, six years that are like kind of, I guess, kind of unique, but there's no one like, I feel like villains now, um, there's no like cartoon villain that's really been like prominent in video games in the last long time to me, honestly. Like I really, I mean, aside from, you know, you can get into like, um, you know, more realistic based games and gameplay and sure there's tons of villains in that side of things. But I mean, like in terms of like a Bowser or a Doctor Robotnik or a, you know, um, yeah, you know those kinds of characters. 
those very iconic villains. Yeah, which that, is cartoon based. That were constantly, you know, there yeah. and uh, yeah, fantasy based. That doesn't. Yeah, those those are not around anymore. No. Those those times are long gone. And I, I definitely get what you're saying because anymore, like I was trying to think of of villains as we were creating this list, and I was actually having yes. a lot harder time than what I thought because because <sighs> I'm not all attached. of your iconic villains are yeah they. Yeah. All of those really iconic villains are from, like like you said, uh, Dr. Robotnik and Giovanni and Team Rocket and things like that that have these this certain, like, you, you, they just stay forever. You always remember them. And anymore, it just seems like the villain's kind of like a one-off. You're like, I don't even remember the dude's name. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the, the guy I beat, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, what's your number four? My number four, which this one is almost a cop out, but not really, uh, the Joker from the Batman Arkham series, oh, uh, Arkham Asylum especially. Okay. I absolutely love Mark Hamill's performance as the Joker. Anytime he does the Joker, I think he does an incredible job. Luke and Skywalker. Uh, yeah, Luke Skywalker as the Joker, uh, but. The way he played him in in the Batman games is just incredible, and if you haven't played through those, they're absolutely worth a playthrough. But just he is there. There comes like different layers of him. I mean, I mean, you see up to the point where he, you know, he. I don't know if this is spoiler or not, but we're gonna go ahead and go with it anyway. Uh, (laughs) You see him, you know, where he he shoots or supposedly shoots Jason. uh, the the this what was that second Robin, second Robin yeah, uh, <laughs> when he gets taken capture or captive and uh, and he tortures him and supposedly kills him mm-hmm. and then like and you see all these different levels of Joker just like breaking down and uh, I think it was Arkham uh, not Arkham Asylum um was it Arkham City where he um where he's dying and you kind of start to see this change in him and he's going a little bit more crazy, but also at the same time is realizing that he's dying. And there's just so many different things that they do in that series with that, that specific villain that is just incredible. Not to mention, I mean, in all or in all platforms, he's incredible as a villain. The Joker is still stands as one of my favorite Batman villains too. So that that helps a little bit. Did you see the new, um, the new Joker trailer? Yeah. What do you think of that? I'm interested. Um, <laughs> I think... Uh, what is it? Like it's, is Suicide um, Squad 2 interested or actually like... No, uh, no. no, I'm more interested than that. Okay. I think I think the direction they're going with it is almost kind of artsy in a way to where it's not your, your typical just absolute chaos Joker. This is more of like, like uh, almost like an origin yeah, story like to him. It's definitely a build-up. And... Uh, it's it's Joaquin Phoenix, isn't it? Yeah, which he's he can be fucking crazy, dude. Which he's absolutely batshit watch, crazy in his own watch, right. So. Watch a David Letterman interview with Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Blow he's, your mind. Um, he's about perfect for the role, in all honesty. Sure. But no, I'm excited to see what they do with that because I think the what we've seen so far, I think it has potential to be awesome. He still won't beat out Heath Ledger as Joker. No, but no, no. That's that's a hard one to top, but I think this will be a very close second. Um, and but as far as the animated, Mark Hamill has that under wraps. Oh my god, his yeah. voice is perfect for yes. it. Yes, 
beautiful. So good. Um, my number four is Ganon. Oh. Yeah. My number four oh. is Ganon. Um, I love Ganon for numerous reasons. One, uh, the fact that he doesn't really use... Well, I don't know. He seems like one of the most realistic enemies in terms of his yeah. fighting style. Um, when you're fighting against him, obviously not when he's gigantic fucking like mega Ganon in like... So, you know, you're more referring to Ganondorf. Yeah, that's true enough. Ganon is more like the the, the spirit fucking pig crazy thing. Yeah. yeah, but that's my thing is I, I think I like how he has such a wide variance of of being able to go nuts and be this giant fucking enemy to being you know down to his form as you know similar to Super Smash, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I think he's he's super fucking evil but in a different way where it's not like some bullshit kind of thing like there's actually i don't i mean nintendo nintendo's great because i think it's simplicity right um and mm-hmm. people can jump onto it like a bowser's awesome because it's so simple um but a ganon there's a lot more complexity to it and the lore behind it and everything within that series within the zelda series is is just awesome um i also love uh and obviously it's hard because it's we've had the zelda series for so long now um, but he's changed, but he's never, he's never been in a form that I didn't like. Do you know what I mean? Like he's, he's, it, yeah. he, the way he looks in every single game looks intimidating and it also looks like, um, it does have an essence of like fantasy, but also a, a, a level of like medieval look to him as well, which is great. Um, and I think he's just adapted as a character really well. Like every single, every, there's not a fucking Zelda game that I've sat there and been like, Oh, I can't wait to, or, well, shit here we go i gotta fight ganon again like it's always a fucking pleasure you know yeah. being able to get into those um those situations so for that he is my number four aren't gonna get an argue argument for me on that i i obviously am a huge zelda fan so seeing ganon door for ganon in your top five makes me smile <laughs> <laughs> i am pleased with your decisions i i am pleased um what's number three my my number three is um, Skull Kid from Majora's Mask. Um, okay. Some people probably know him more as Majora, but um, Skull Kid was just like this imp that basically put this mask on, and this mask brings out the uh, the, the worst parts of you, basically. And um, so, yeah, it, the, the whole idea of Majora's Mask, which, as I've said before, a million times, and we'll continue to say it's my favorite game, but the the whole premise of the way the mask works and and how it basically attaches itself to the person using it and and then brings out the worst qualities of them and the things they want the worst, you know, um, I, it was just it, it was a very very dark turn for for the Zelda franchise and showed a darkness of Nintendo that we hadn't seen before. And I, I absolutely love the way that, um, that Majora's mask works and how it applies to Skull Kid. And it's just, it's, it's such an interesting thing because Skull Kid without the mask is absolutely nothing, but this mask gives him, you know, all the power. And and it's just a, a very well-crafted, um, enemy and story behind it and all the lore and i mean there there's countless lore and the uh it, for for the mask and where it came from and all of that mm-hmm. and 
Plus, I like the way it fucking looks. Yeah, it looks no. Awesome. And to your point, to your point too, where where you're saying that they went very dark with it. It's not like they like tiptoed, like they dove like right into with it. Oh, like yeah. right from the get go. It's just like this is Hell not yeah. a normal Zelda game if you played the previous no. ones before that. So yeah, right there in the intro, Ocarina. it gives you a a really good uh, good taste of how dark it's gonna get, and it doesn't stop at any point in that entire game everything <laughs> all of the people are dying and it's just incredible absolutely incredible okay <laughs> my my number did, did i mention i like majora's mask <laughs> have i mentioned that before <laughs> my number three is gonna stun people fuck tom nook okay all right let me get into this the little raccoon bastard in Animal Crossing, okay? <laughs> you move to a town, you got nothing. You got no friends, you're a fucking animal, right? Or no, you're a person, you're a person, my bad. Holy, you're a little kid, Ooh. boy or girl. You move to a town, you meet a fucking raccoon, his name's Tom Nook. He goes, yeah, you can work for me. Yeah, I'll give you some money. Yeah, you can do some stuff for me. And then guess what? He pays you fucking nothing. And then every single time around there, you're helping other motherfucking animals out, doing stuff, getting stuff for your home, doing things. And what does Tom Nook do? Pay you fucking peanuts. Tom Nook <laughs> is a villain in fucking disguise. He's, he's a, a terrible fucking raccoon person man. Whatever the fuck you'd even say to explain that. I don't even know, but Tom Nook. Ah, oh, I am not a fan the of Tom trash Nook. trash bandit himself. Yeah, he's a fucking trash panda. <laughs> but no I, I like um, I think it's funny because people I, the reason why I picked um, all jokes aside is honestly because at the start you go in and you think that kind of he's your friend with everything and honestly there's there's no like deep story or anything like that with Animal Crossing that like <laughs> goes like the deep lore deep of Animal lore Crossing lore of Animal Crossing <laughs> but you know, you go in there and you're thinking like, oh, this guy's great. Like, I'll work for him. What a nice guy. This is awesome. Cool. Awesome. This is awesome. Great. And then, uh, you know, you start to realize, like, hold on a fucking second. You know, Petey the fucking Pelican gave me, like, 20 fucking shells more than this fucker for doing, like, way less work. What the hell's going on here? And then he, like, takes shit from you and, like, he just, it's just bullshit. He takes advantage of you. And you don't realize it until it's too late. It's sickening. Fuck you, Tom. <laughs> All right, buddy. What's your number two? My number two is Ganondorf and Ganon. Okay. I really, really tried not to go overboard with the Zelda, and it every time matter. we put these it's lists you. together, it's you. I always, I always pick Zelda. <laughs> That's your favorite fucking series. That, that'll never fail. What's it the happens, problem yeah. with it? What are you gonna do? Uh, fucking throw in like lie about it? Yeah, I'm just gonna lie just about lie. it from now on. I don't even like Zelda. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I chose I chose Ganondorf and Ganon. Um, because, like you said, you know, every every iteration we see of him and every time we see him come into a Zelda game, it's never one of those things you're like, oh, man, this again. Every single time it's different. Every, every encounter with him is different. And it's always... It's always a buildup. Every every time you fight Ganon is at the end of the game, and it's this big buildup. And it's just, I mean, unless you went through Breath of the Wild and went straight to the end, which some people have done, and they're absolutely crazy. Uh, <laughs> but the uh, just the whole concept of how how Ganondorf and 
and the the Triforce works. You know that you can't have one of them without the other two. So you, every time you have Zelda, and you have Link, you have Ganon, and it, it's this it, the the fact that they're completely tied together in this like twisted sense of of destiny basically that they have to go through over and over and over and over again in every iteration it's it's like a uh, I, I can't think of a, a movie that does it but I, I know it has been done but it's just this really you know each one of them has a piece of the Triforce and then, you know Ganondorf's whole thing is he wants to take the other two pieces to become more powerful His and it's just he's he's such a good villain and every time he's in a game, he's just—it's enjoyable. It's—it's it's something mm-hmm. that I—I I look forward to getting to the end, so I can actually, you know, fight against Ganon. And um, he's a pain in the ass to fight in Smash Bros. too. That sword has ridiculous length. Hell yeah, it does. <laughs> he has the longest legs I've ever mm-hmm. seen. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> legs for days. Um, uh, all right, my number two. Uh, this. Everything that we've been saying recently is, has been, you know, what, what I pointed out at the start, where it, it would seem like there hasn't been like a that big of an attachment to a villain for a long time. But I really, mm-hmm. I, I mean, this this shook me, man. This <laughs> this this villain, along the way, you learn that he turns into a villain, um, and and while so along the way, you 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 figure in your head that he could be, you know, what everyone's worried about, and then. It kind of that, that gets diluted a bit, and then you question yourself with the plot of the story, and the the, the scenarios and, and and things that take place, and then that comes back again. You're like, oh, I'm fucking crazy because no one else in this thing thinks that's true, and then it goes back and back and back until the very end, where it ultimately um, ends you, and that is Micah Bell. Okay. Yes. Okay. I think that Micah from Red Dead Redemption 2 is one of just that so Red Dead 2 you haven't you haven't even finished it have you yet, Brody? You're almost there. No. Uh, no, yeah, I'll, I'll do it one day. Um so at the very the thing about Red Dead 2 was it was a great story, um, but it was like they put too much shit in it in between that didn't have anything to do with the story in between um, that just was like filler just to say, hey, it's got X amount of hours of gameplay that just dragged it out a little bit. But towards the end, and for anyone else out there that kind of fatigue, because we found that, I mean, through our friend group, there's quite a couple of people that have had fatigue with Red Dead 2 and just not wanting to like finish it. Especially just yeah, Craig just texted us the other day and said he finally oh, beat it. You shouldn't have said his name. He got a plug now. <sighs> I mean that one guy that we play with no. once a month now. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, anyways, <laughs> when you get to the end of the game, um, it really like picks up. But man, I I I had never. There, can I spoil this because you haven't finished it, or no? This is upsetting. Sure. Okay. Go ahead. So in the in in the care. final scene of the game you are on a mountain on the top of a mountain with Micah and you get into this fist fight and you're basically fighting against him and you have to be pushing you know you have to it's like you know time based uh, button pressing for the punches and shit like that uh, and I, I fucking dude I've never felt more fucking pissed off at somebody while playing a video game that would beat the shit out of him. I'm like I stood the dude I was standing up I'm like kick his ass out there 
fuck him up. <laughs> fuck him up. <laughs> my wife's sitting there watching. She's like, kick his ass. <laughs> it was just, it just got me way into it. And, and when I was doing this list, I'm like, man, that's probably one of the first ones in a long time that has really pissed me off. Uh, to the point where, like, I've actually felt emotion from it, like, to an extent where I'm like, I'm fucking mad at this stupid fucking fake character in a video game. But everything that went down leading up to it, like, it pissed me off, everything that happened. Because you learn what, you know, what had been set up, what was issues, why people died because of him. I mean, all of umpteen different things. And uh, and ultimately, he en- he ends up killing you. He shoots you in the fucking head. And you die. And it's terrible. Well, fuck. There it is. If you haven't beat Red Dead, there it is. Jeff just spoiled. I it. apologize, but no, like Doc Can... runs away, and he leaves you, and he doesn't give a shit about you. And Mike is up there, and he fucking you get in this like the last fight, dude. Is like it's like twelve minutes of just fucking rolling around and punch each other in the fucking face, and then falling off a cliff and then jumping down to another cliff and like you break your bones and all this shit and you start like you like the the game makes you start crawling backwards and then Micah shoots you right in the fucking head and then you die well shit (laughs) yeah there it is uh Micah is definitely one of the most hated video game characters of all time which I think was absolutely done on purpose and they did a wonderful job because I despise that motherfucker with everything inside of me. Um, But when the game first came out, everybody was spending a lot of time trying to find ways to kill him. (laughs) And so it would make its way to Reddit. Everybody would put like seven pieces of dynamite around him and blow it up and he'd still walk away or (laughs) all sorts of shit. But yeah, no, he is, he is a awful, awful character. Um, not, not like awfully made, but he is just, yeah, he's made to be a piece of shit and good God, did they succeed? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right, dude, what's your number two or number one? Uh, Sorry. Number one. Number one. Yeah. Uh, my number one, would you like to take a guess at what my number one is? Handsome Jack. No. He was supposed to be on my list, and I made a few edits, and I fucked up. Oh, <laughs> no. took him off. So he's my honorable mention, but no. Uh, God damn it. I completely forgot <laughs> about that. I had, I had two different lists going, and when I edited them together, it, it was a mess. Anyway. My number one, which this wouldn't have changed, this is still my number one, uh, would be Frank Fontaine from the Bioshock series. Okay. Frank Fontaine is, uh, he, he was Atlas a- in the series, and he faked his own death, or, er, sorry, he was Frank Fontaine, and he faked his own death, and then resurfaced kind of as this Atlas character. So as Atlas, uh, he guides your character, Jack, uh, through the game and, and basically leads him into believing that uh, Andrew Ryan is the, the, the main villain of this game, right? And so you get there, and you go in, and you kill Andrew Ryan, and you realize that you have been mind-controlled. The entire game 
Atlas is talking to you, and every time he finishes talking, he says, Would you kindly? And every time he says, Would you kindly? You go and do whatever he says. And just that, the way they depicted that and the way it went, the way they did that in the game was just incredible. And I remember I played probably, I don't know, maybe maybe a quarter of this game and ended up quitting playing. And I, I came back probably a year or two later and finally it was like, all right, I'm just going to beat this. I got time. I'll just go ahead and go through it. And I remember at the end, which I had played this for a couple days straight, basically, of not not constantly, but played it. And I remember at the end just sitting there like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, had, I had no, like, it, it was just a twist out of nowhere. It was so well-crafted in the way they did it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure, you know, if I would have been paying attention, I might have been able to catch on to that. But at the time, uh, I... I just it was such a a lasting effect and such a memorable character for me and then uh yeah that that whole series after I got it or after I went back to it is just incredible and I I just picked it up the remastered versions not too terribly long ago and I plan on going back and playing through them again because a lot of my memory of it's pretty fuzzy it was a while ago that I played it so <laughs> but that's that's my number 1 did you even play? Did you ever play Bioshock? Um, a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah, I can see why you chose them. I mean, fuck, dude, it's that that whole series is incredible. Um, for my number one, it's gonna get basic as shit in here, but I chose Bowser. Bowser, mm, yeah, <laughs> you know, basic bitch here. Um, they, uh, I mean, Bowser's just anyone can play, pick up and play. And play against him, and also understand the premise. I think the reason why I chose him is because I remember just playing. Uh, you play like another video game against a villain, and like either your parents ask you or your friends ask you, like, "Oh, what's his thing? Like, what does he have? What you know? Yeah, what's what's, what's, what's he, he do? do? All this other stuff." Versus when you when you play against Bowser, for some reason, everyone just seems to like understand what the hell is going on. So yeah, it's a giant fucking dinosaur turtle thing. Um, yeah, and even though he's the most bizarre mashup of yeah, animals. People somehow <laughs> understand uh, what he might have. They might breathe fire and that he's obviously strong because he's big and he's obviously much bigger than Mario. Um, and, and that's, I mean, that's kind of why I chose him. I mean, obviously good memories growing up. Um, but I, I'd say, you know, his, his doofiness um, is one reason why I chose him. I think he's, um, I think it's funny how he's powerful, but like he's also stupid in some sense, and how full of himself he is. Uh, I think it's a great, great character and a great um, personality that goes along with that character design. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other side of it too is, uh, you know, I, I do like the fact that you know he is one of the perfect villains to go against um, in terms of how you defeat him and he's not bound to like how he's he's not i mean one of the reasons why the mario games are so great is because it mario it's the same kind of style of game each time it's it's just a different thematic element on top of it and sometimes there's obviously new mechanics put into it um but they're like slowly injected into it you know what i mean um yeah it's, it's 3d platforming right at the end of the day um and it's cool to see like bowser be able to go with that because a lot of other villains i mean like, there's a reason why Ganon's fucking great, right? I mean, he hasn't really changed too much, like, from his right. shit. 
Um, there's a reason why Joker is the way he is. He doesn't really change, right? He's got the one personality. He's got the one type. You know, he's not going to be using any sort of crazy magical fucking weapons or anything. Or like Odyssey, Bowser's on a fucking giant flying pirate ship, right? And he's sending his goons down and his baddies, and his baddies are different every single game. So I think from that, that just the change up and, and how they customize him per each title. Um, and then also the fact that he also is still in the universe as like an okay character where like you can play him in like tennis <laughs> it's, and it's okay. Right. You know, like it's... <laughs> You've stolen the princess like 82 times Mario, now, I've but stolen the would princess. Would you like to come to tennis this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> would you like to come to my castle for tennis this weekend? Next weekend we're going to race carts. Yes. We'll be racing carts <laughs> and the weekend following that we'll be having a party. Please join me. Uh, it's like a large board game. Yeah. And one of them is actually at your castle. That I rule. <laughs> but yeah, that's my number one. Um, do you want to go through honorable mentions real quick before we wrap this thing up? Yeah, my my number one honorable mention is Handsome Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I messed that up, but I'm not going to change my list. I'm happy with the okay. list as it is. Okay. But Handsome Jack is uh, definitely up there he's probably at least a solid number six for me um but he's he's just kind of like this this villain that constantly is messing things up and like you want to hate him but you kind of like him anyway and he also talks about butt stallions and (laughs) he's just this ridiculous character that that exists in the borderland franchise and uh i just he he cracks me up, even though it's always stupid, stupid stuff. He still cracks me up. So, and then uh, Bowser was definitely going to make my list as a honorable mention. Just this classic. Uh, any anytime somebody says, "Think of your favorite video game villain," uh, Bowser's instantly going to pop into your head, whether he's your favorite or not. He is one of those characters that has this potential to be, you know, your your favorite. Uh, villain, you know, of all time, and is just instantly recognizable as long as, or along with Mario. Um, and really, I think that pretty much sums up my my honorable mentions here. My honorable mentions all lie in the realm of Nintendo. Um, so my first honorable mention is Duck Hunt Dog. Okay, he's a dick. Um, yeah, he's an asshole. The second one is uh, Dark Dark Link. <laughs> Um, okay. Equally, I, I thought about that. Yeah, uh, he is he is absolutely an asshole. Uh, I I thoroughly enjoy Dark Link, but yeah, I, I guess he would probably be an honorable mention for me too. Yeah. But well, the only reason why I put him uh, honorable I, mention is because I, I I mean, you don't it, it's, you don't see him that much. <laughs> no, you only see him like once. But yeah. that, that's I think that's the only reason why I didn't throw him in there. Right. But he is also one of those characters that. Yeah, you only see him that one time, but good God, is he not on every single thing that is Zelda-inspired, pretty much. Any fan art, it's almost always that Water Temple fight. Yes. Always. Fuck Water Temples. Uh, The last armor mention I have is Master Hand. Okay, yeah. Uh, And only because... I fought that some bitch, I don't know how many times Yeah, (laughs) no, exactly, and that's my thing is, I think it's, like, it's kind of annoying to fight him. And that's kind of why he's on my honorable list because, I mean, I just find it a pain in the ass. Not that he's like, like – Oh, absolutely. You know, not that he's difficult to beat by any means, but it's just like he's just a pain in the ass. It's just annoying. Every time you go Here through classic go. mode, you get to the end of it and you're like, ah, oh, junior hand, hand again. 
<laughs> Master hand. And now here's crazy the hand. Crazy yes. hand. No. No, no, no. Oh, man. Yeah. That's 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 a good one. I do like that. <laughs> well, guys, that'll do it for episode number 63. Uh, if you want to support the show, guys, head on over to patreon.com slash diggitycast. We'd be honored. Uh, this podcast was brought to you by free audiobook download and 30 for trial which is brought to you by audible holy shit i messed that up <laughs> <laughs> head on over to audible that's trial. what happens when you don't have show notes <laughs> head on over to audibletrial.com slash diggity to get your free audiobook download and free 30 day for trial thank you amazon the audible team um follow us on twitter and instagram at diggity podcast uh subscribe to us on youtube diggity uh i'm available on xbox one my username is maple jeff and brody's yours is luscious brody Hell yeah Hey, uh, well, <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, we talked about my PlayStation name, and then it never got brought back up again, and I was going to explain why it is what it is. So What was it again? While we have a second here, it, it was Wolverine's cousin, okay? <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, my explanation for this is, I got the PlayStation, like, a week after I was at the gym, and some, some guy... Uh, I have a Wolverine tattoo. I have a tattoo of a bunch of Marvel characters. and uh, One of them is Wolverine, and the guy actually compared me to Wolverine because I am a very short-statured fellow, but I am also fairly wide. Are you you sure he wasn't comparing you to the Wolverine, the actual animal? The actual animal. You look like a Wolverine. Uh, (laughs) So, anyway, it's stuck, and at the time, my, my name on... Xbox was actually Iron Man, um, which it is no longer, obviously. But so I was like, oh, I'll stick with the Marvel theme and I'll name my other account something Marvel based. And it, wh- however, it happened, it came out Wolverine's cousin. So there's that. <laughs> you sound fucking that disappointed that... yourself when you said. However it happened, I, I, it is what it is. I don't, hey, I don't care. I, free, right? I play on Xbox as Luscious Brody all the time. You can, so. you can change it for free though, can't you? I can if I want to lose all of my progress and everything else. <laughs> so I'm just going to stay with it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're I have good. no problem. We're good. I have no shame. We're good. There's no shame here. No, absolutely not. <laughs> hey, guys, leave us a review um, for the show, either on iTunes or Spotify, or wherever you're listening to. Um, also on YouTube, leave us a comment if you want. It uh, helps us get noticed a little bit more and also uh, helps us give us uh, some great feedback from you guys to make the show better each and every single week or each and every couple days because we do this twice a week um and uh yeah until next time guys we will see you for national pigs in a blanket day on the uh on the wednesday show see ya get fired up